Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Hump Day to you. Two more days, Weekend Warriors. Two more days. Today is July the 12th, 2022. I'm hearing more and more people talk about wanting off this planet. They're very excited about the work of Elon Musk and his daydreaming about life on Mars, which is all very odd to me. Excuse me, we can barely handle the planet we have, much less hop over to another one. Although, if we're sending people, I have a suggestion. And I have a list. Since everyone's in the business of lists and making lists of their political enemies, frenemies, uh, you know, all the above, I have a few lists in my own head of who should actually go and occupy Mars first. What's interesting to me about this is we tend to live in this fantasy world that um, man is somehow going to be different on another planet than he is here on Earth. And when I say man, I mean as a species, as as a race. Man, one race, one blood. So it's always fascinating to me to listen to people who, I'm moving. I'm going overseas. Okay, well, have you seen what's happening overseas? You do realize that the entire globe is writhing right now because that's exactly on point with a few agendas, actually. If you are of the school and of the thought, theologically, that God is in control of everything, that God knows what's coming down, that God sets things in motion, he he brings leaders up, he brings leaders down, then none of this should be causing you any level of uh, stress, fear, phobia, hysteria, or any of the above. I think how it's manifesting is pretty shocking to most people who do not live in a reprobate mind. Everything from what we saw go down with Senator Josh Hawley and a very unstable professor um, from, I believe, UC Berkeley. Uh, I'm going to play that for you in just a minute because it's pretty um, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> and for those of you who still pack your little kids up off and send them off with all those big expensive checks going to Ivy League schools or any real you know institution at this point, even your Christian institutions are, your higher academia, uh, academic institutions are laden with crazy wokeness. I mean, it really is a mentality that has taken over the earth and, and, and not just this country. I got to tell you, probably the safest place on earth, at least ideologically, um, would be, you know, some off the beaten path, little country in Africa <laughs> where people are still, you know, hunting, gather, gathering, foraging, um, you know, not super clad with clothes, you know, I think Matt Walsh made that point pretty clear uh, whenever he introduced the concept of a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man, blah, blah, all that hocus pocus craziness uh, in what is a woman in his documentary, which if you haven't seen, I highly suggest you do. Now, 
What is uh, Biden hiding in his plan to rig the 2022 midterm elections? This was written by Molly Hemingway uh, of The Federalist, senior editor of The Federalist. She's amazing. Uh, She's one of the very few women in my industry um, who I hold in very high regard. Um, and I can count them all on one hand, to be honest with you. But she is a journalist's journalist. Like, if you're not following Molly Hemingway, you should today. And also check out thefederalist.com. So what's interesting is that something is happening that no one else but Molly really is covering. Uh, I have not read her book, her book Rigged. Uh, I need to, but I have not. Uh, Tucker actually... Uh, thanked her for being one of the few people who's actually covering this madness. Uh, This is the Democrats' plan for the midterms, is to basically federalize the elections any way they can. And and I'm just going to sum this up for you. I suggest that you go read this piece. It's literally a three-minute read, and it's priceless. And it will educate you on, especially if you are working within the realm of of elections in your respective states. Um, This is important because this is exactly what they plan on doing. Um, So Democrats have never missed an opportunity to, uh, you know, exploit people who are already in in an abysmal situation. And generally speaking, just like most sadists, they will, and malignant narcissists, they will create the, the drama and then fly in to save the day right? It's this hostage situation where you think that the same person that just beat your tail uh, is now there to to hold you and make you feel better. And, And because you're so down and mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually challenged on every level because you have been abused, right? You're not really in your right mind to be able to see what is happening that that's what happens in in an abusive relationship and because the person is there to feed you and to put some clothes on your back and to um you know pretend to care about you through uh various organizations and NGOs and all these little things that Susan Rice has been helping to stand up and if you remember anything about Susan Rice she is the consummate liar she is a pathological liar That is what she's best known for. You might remember her media campaign during the Obama administration to tell you uh, and the world that it was because of a video that was making fun of Islam that our guys died in Benghazi. That was right before Hillary Clinton stood, sat before Congress and said, what difference does it make? Yeah, that team. That Susan Rice. And so Susan Rice is in a position of authority, of course. And um, and these guys are violating all kinds of Hatch Act, uh, you know, issues. You've got, they couldn't pass H.R. 1, which would have federalized elections. So now what they're doing is deploying the bureaucracy tentacles in your respective states. And that's how they plan on, um, you know, raising voter awareness and registration. I don't think they're going to catch up with that, however. Although, I will say this. When you see what's happening at our border today, it is, in fact, an invasion. There, there is no other term for what's happening, what's being allowed to happen. 
This is something that our government is standing down and allowing to happen. This this is to me, this is how they plan on they're they're flying their potential voting base across the country. And who wouldn't vote for a Democrat once you're allowed into you know, what's seemingly the greatest nation on earth. Uh, you've been given shelter, clothing, food. You're not going to be deported. God only knows what else they're giving them. And uh, and a voter ID. They will stop at nothing to take this country down. And so as I'm watching this invasion, I'm watching the rhetoric online as well, where more and more Americans are getting to a boiling point, really critical mass now, where they're ready to take to the borders themselves. And I just want to tell you, I get it. I do. I understand how you feel. However, that to me is like the greatest honeypot on earth. What is a honeypot? It attracts you to it. So the government stands down, doesn't do its job. The governors of these respective states are not doing their jobs, even though everyone can declare whatever the hell they want to declare. But until you actually see troops in law enforcement doing their jobs and turning these people back to the Mexican side of the border, I don't care what country they're from, until you see that with your own eyeballs, instead of hundreds of them, if not thousands, crossing rivers, standing in line with their passports wide open. And I got to tell you something else that really makes me think that this is very honeypotish, because a lot of these people don't look dirty. Their shoes are new. Their clothing is clean. They're not disheveled. Their faces aren't riddled with dirt. What does that tell you? Right? So for all of you who are ready to like take to the border, again, I get it, not the smartest move you could make. Because it is a trap. That border on both sides, according to people who live on that border on this side, will tell you that you are definitely walking into a trap where the cartels are concerned. And boy, if you want to see Biden's administration lock the country down, Uh, That's a very quick way to do it. And if you want to see them federalize your elections by whatever means they concoct, because that's what they do now, there's nothing constitutional about this regime. Nothing. Literally nothing. I mean, the three branches of government, dead. Dead in the water. Dead on arrival, just like Biden's brain at this point. And he's getting worse by the day. So whoever installed Joe Biden, you got to wonder what that end game is going to look like. And I'm telling you, I believe that the powers that be want to get Americans to the border. And boy, you talk about a bloodbath between cartels. You guys are not equipped with the same equipment these guys have been equipped with. You may have your Second Amendment and you may have your guns. But I don't believe that the average American is prepared to deal with how well-funded and armed the cartels are on both sides of the border. You have law enforcement down there in those border states that are completely compromised, who are on our side of the border. So I don't think it's wise, and and I do think they are trying to get Americans 
to critical mass and with fear, with propaganda, with terror, dread, all of those spirits which come directly out of the enemy's kingdom. So I'm going to encourage you to keep your peace. I know it's hard. I know it feels like, you know, we're just letting people, I mean, but this is Obama 2.0. You have to know, remember, go back and look at some of the footage. How many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people now are up into the millions with this regime and how many people are here illegally. And so what does that tell you? Go read Molly Hemingway's piece. It's called Failing Upwards. Oh, actually, this is different. I love it. Failing Upwards, Biden picked Susan Rice to lead domestic policy after years of foreign policy disasters. That's true. I must have clicked on the wrong thing. But um, yes, this one is actually titled, and he is mobilizing indeed. Uh, Biden, it, yes, Biden is hiding his plan to rig the 2022 midterm elections. I don't say this to um, demoralize you so that you don't go vote because I don't subscribe to that. I'm sharing this with you so that you are working at your precincts and you are working with law enforcement. You're working with your AGs. You're working with your secretaries of states. You are working. You are being uh, observant. You are diligent, vigilant, all of those, you know, verbs that you, your eyes are wide open going into this. And they really do plan to, and they, and listen, if, and we already know, and Molly wrote about it in her book, but given what happened in 2022, and, and if by other, by no other means was that election federalized, it happened through COVID. It happened through your state legislatures rolling over and your executive branches of your state governments going completely against your laws in your respective states. And so what do they do to appease you and calm you down? They pass more laws. And they expect you to believe they're actually going to uphold them. You have some really bad actors, you guys, who have extorted, they have blackmailed, they have exploited people. I'm convinced of it. If anyone ever did, you know, a forensic audit of people's bank accounts, you would find exactly who's doing what with whom and why. And a lot more of this would make sense. But without going down that road, you already know that the powers that be have zero intention of handing over that Congress in November. If, if the elections were federalized by no other means in 2020, it was for certain through absentee ballots. It was for certain through technology that people are still telling you they do not have access to the internet and you have more than over a dozen uh, testimonies of sitting Democrat congressmen and women who have testified to the fact that your machines are open to the internet and things can be manipulated through the internet. There are still, there are like 79 counties in the state of Georgia out of 159 that do not have a single record of 2020. And those are digital records. And that was according to uh, Vote Georgia, Voter Georgia. And that was, uh, that's Garland Favorito. What does that tell you? 
And, you know, the establishment just wants you to move on. They started that hashtag. And isn't that interesting how quick they were ready to just break up and keep keep rolling? Literally the week after uh, 2020's election. Week after. Move on. I watched it with my own two eyes right here in Fulton County. Move on. Well, we got to focus on these two Senate seats. <laughs> we got to move on from President Trump. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. There it is. There's a great divide. So I want to, I just want to caution you. I want to encourage you to cool your jets. Just know that, you know, at least monetarily, I don't think things are going to get better. I think your experts have been lying to you. I'm listening to experts I actually trust. And uh, any expert that's on mainstream media, good luck with that. Um, I do not think that people are being honest with you about what is, uh, what is coming. And speaking of elections, um, anyone who is using the term overturn to describe what uh, President Trump and people in your respective swing states that had election anomalies, if anyone's using the term overturn, I would encourage you to just turn the channel. I would encourage you to turn the channel. What happened in 2020 was an election investigation. It was an election challenge. And the only way that that can be diminished and otherwise discredited is to convince you that it is illegal to challenge election results, and it's not. And so the only narrative they have is to continue to use the term overturn. Trump wanted to overturn. Uh, your state GOPs wanted to overturn. Uh, Sidney Powell wanted to overturn. Um, Rudy Giuliani, uh, Jenna wanted to overturn. I mean, I'm thinking of all of the people who have been recently sub- subpoenaed or and or sued and or, you know, defamed to Helen back. Uh, for challenging the election results. And so if you cannot see the coordination, and I mean, it's really stunning if you think about it. And, and it's really stunning because it took so many moving parts to pull it off. But it started back in the spring of 2020. Remember, we have to invoke the 25th. President Trump's not going to step down. Drip, drip, drip. It was already planted. The seeds were planted in the minds of the American people. So, and so was January 6th, in my humble opinion, by virtue of the, of the Democrats. We know now people like Ray Epps, we will never see that man ever uh, hauled before a January 6th commission. Never. Won't happen. You see others who were, you know, you see the doors wide open. You see law enforcement was not called. I mean, the troops were actually recommended, and everyone stood down. That is a coordination of epic proportion. And what they want you to believe is that the Trump campaign actually coordinated, uh, you know, on basically a RICO level to, quote, overturn. That's the word they use. But it's actually challenge is the word. And so you have to look back and consider who started the narrative. And whether you like Trump or not, I don't really care. I'm not stumping for Trump. 
I'm simply stating how things are being manipulated and how witchcraft is just writhing right now. And you have, you know, a very large portion of Americans that even though they're suffering, they are scared to death right now that they could in fact lose their government teeth. And they have been conditioned generationally to sit on that government teeth. And they live in very violent areas with very little opportunity or hope because they are in Democrat-run cities and Democrats thrive on perceived opportunity zones. Remember, perception is reality. And so whenever people are like, oh, we're going to do this, we have this policy, and we're going to do that, and we're going to affordable housing, until you realize that affordable housing is like for the first 12 months, and then you got to go, Pook. We don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. That's what happens in Atlanta. You might get a three-year head start, and you can't even afford to live there to begin with. But they're going to make it affordable for you. And then whenever it's time, you know, once they see that area depressing and they want to bring in uh, new and fresh blood and people who can't afford to live there to, you know, inflate their tax digest, which is ultimately their pocketbooks, um, you're gone. Grandmama, all them moved to the other side of town, taxed to death out of your homes. Who does that, Democrats? Again, they create victims everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. Now, I'm going to try to find this really quick, and then I'm going to let you guys run for the evening. This is this was truly astounding. I'm not kidding. I mean, it was just, it was, um, I couldn't even believe what I was listening to. Although, you know, I've heard... A lot of crazy things. Um, oh, yeah. Well. Okay. Hold on. I'm coming. I wasn't going to play this sound for you today, but I think it's really important for you to hear this. I mean, speaking of coups, this is really important. John Bolton all but admits, you know, he says, as someone who helped plan uh, coup d'etats, it takes a lot of work. I mean, this is a man who knows all about coups across the globe. And so, you know, for people who are like, uh, uh, they were trying to overturn, you know, pay attention to that. Okay, here we go. So this is Senator Josh Hawley. And um, before. All right, hold on. Before he gets rolling. Okay, Berkeley law professor accuses Senator Hawley of being transphobic for asking why she uses the term person with a capacity for pregnancy instead of woman. Here we go. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to all of the witnesses for being here. Uh, before, uh, I, I want to visit with you, Ms. Minsky, but before I do, I just want to clear one thing up. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? 
many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my us, line of questioning. Because so we can't talk about it. Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying that trans people exist by asking are you, you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think. Men can get <laughs> so pregnant. you are denying that trans people exist, Thank and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they also treated like this, where no, you, no, no, they're, they're told that to they're a, opening up people to oh, violence? We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just I know. in this exchange. Absolutely extraordinary. So condescending and absolutely ratchetly crazy, and that is what your children are susceptible to in your colleges, high schools, middle schools. I sat and audited one of my daughter's classes moons ago before this was really at its height. And I was stunned. She went to USC uh, in California and I was blown away by one of the film classes and the professor who was showing these kids this uh, film of immigrants Right. And like it was basically like the trail of tears of, of migration into America in modern times and uh, how wicked the white man is. And I got up. I had to leave the class and I told my daughter, I was like, I cannot if I was paying for your college education, like I'm not even paying for your college education because she was brilliant and ended up, you know, that's how, that's another way they get you is they get your brilliant kids and then they suck them down into the black hole of you know, of wokeness. And, uh, but she went there, um, was invited there and I couldn't believe what I was watching. I wish I had had more sense. I'd have pulled her out of there. And some of you are faced with that choice right now. And in case you haven't noticed, you know, you have a lot of technical positions that need to be filled. You have a lot of it, uh, positions that need to be filled. You guys are, and these are things that you can take online, you know, training classes, or you can continue to sacrifice your children to the gods of academia. But that woman right there represents the overarching attitude in nearly every single, on every single campus in this country. And I don't care how Christian they are, how white they are, how Jewish they are. It doesn't matter what the predominant demographic is on these campuses. You have diversity, inclusion, which is really exclusion. Uh, you, you've got that entire industry of wokeness has completely corrupted your higher level education institutions. And they have completely infiltrated your high schools and middle schools. I mean, and now you see where they're down into the elementary schools. So I cannot stress enough that you homeschool, 
uh, or you monitor your kids literally every single piece of paper they bring home and you sit down every night at your dinner table uh, and you have conversations about their conversations at school that day. Now, I can't even imagine the level of confusion that will cause in a little mind, which is why I encourage people to homeschool. And judging by where the economy is going, this is the worst inflation in over 40 years. Judging by the way the economy is going, some of you may not have a choice because you're probably not going to have jobs. And so why on earth would you continue to send your innocent hearts and minds into these battle spaces? They are not equipped. I don't care if they're 18 and going off to college. Trust me, they are not equipped for this level of warfare. They're not. I don't care how holy you raise them. They're not equipped for this warfare. It is at critical mass. And that woman right there represents the overarching attitude, lack of respect, myopic homogenization. Just imagine being 18 and shamed in your class in front of 200 people in a lecture series. That ought to be fun. And you're not allowed to ask questions. I don't believe her for a second. And they do hold your students hostage and their grades. So they teach, they are, your children are taught exploitation and extortion at a very young level. And I could not overstate that. And I'm not being hyperbolic. And they're also abused. When your child goes to school and knows about their teacher's sexuality, and that's abuse. That is abuse. There's no reason. I never knew who my teachers were. I mean, I knew if they were married, if their husband showed up at school, but or if they referred to their husband. But um, it just wasn't, we knew better than, no one even cared. That was gross. Like, what? That's like thinking about your parents having sex. Like, you're certainly not thinking about your teachers. Although nowadays, you know, you've got teachers having sex with students. So, again, you think Mars is going to be better? <laughs> To bring this full circle, who's moving to Mars to think that this is going to be better? I mean, come on. This is the fallen condition of man. And I'll tell you what this is. Someone's, someone asked me the question, what is it with these people that gets them to this place of uh, this level of reprobation? And, and really, my you know, the the only answer I have is what I fundamentally uh, believe. And it is very simply that these folks do not have an identity outside of their own mirror. And that identity is so fragile and, and built upon, um, you know, abject lies that, and they're so arrogant and conceited that they cannot hear. Uh, the truth that they cannot hear an opposing thought. And, and there is a part of me that does um, lay this at the feet of the church. Because for years we just refused to speak the truth unadulterated and with confidence My answer was because they fundamentally lack any truthful revelation about who and whose they are. 
the image in which they were created begin and end with their own mirrors and superior ways of imagining their importance in relation to all fact, inerrant truth, or science. Victims. These people are perpetual victims. That is another common thread uh, that you will uh, see uh, amongst people who think this way and speak this way. Um, arrogance, conceit, and just a complete and total disdain um, for order. Yeah, so victimization. These are people who have been convinced that they have been victimized or their entire demographic has been victimized, and therefore they are, in fact, the great social justice warriors to save the day. Again, a very liberal mentality. Uh, Speaking of liberal mentality, you know, people are not being honest with you about the economy. I think we all know that. Go fill up your tank. Trillions of dollars have, in fact, been lost in people's 401k programs. Their portfolios are plummeting. So I do thank all of you who have taken the time to go to monicamatthews.com backslash goldco and inquire uh, about how to move, you know, if not all of your assets, some. You know, there's, I mean, speaking of diversifying, um, there's nothing like, knowing that a great portion of your nest egg is, you know, in something that the value by and large, and whenever you see what's happening in Russia and other nations that are going back to gold as their standard and their backing, which we have not been on since 1970. When you see other nations going back to gold, it's a good time for you to protect your assets So kudos to those of you in my listening audience who have done so. Um, Good stuff. Okay. Till tomorrow. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. You can subscribe to my podcast all over the place. And you can sign up for my newsletters at monicamatthews.com. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.